uh, originally I was literally woken up as for some reason, probably because my life is too busy and I really need to designate better, better time practices. The Lord seems to wake me up a lot of times at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. And he, I kept hearing him tell me about Peter. Well, the first thing I thought about Peter was the, the, uh, the denial and then reinstatement of Peter, right? That's a pretty common story. Everybody knows about it. And I did a whole sermon on it. So I don't know if I'll ever get back to it. But basically, you guys know the story. Um, he denied Christ, and then he was reinstated. But my whole point of that sermon was, and maybe I'll get to it one day, um, was that he was, he was reinstated to the new command, which was love God and love people because when he was reinstated God said or Jesus said uh, do you love me feed my sheep yes 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 and it was the the opposite of what traditionally we would say do you love me well why would you deny me <laughs> do you love me why would you fail why did you fail me did you love me but he doesn't he, he shows him grace and he shows him and it worked really well because I think where God was trying to get me I just ran the wrong way <laughs> it was the first Peter 4.8 um, and so that's where we are and I apologize if this is a little thrown together but I literally did it this morning so bear with me. Um, but I'm going to pray real quick before we, we get into this. Father, I just uh, I thank you for this time that we can just uh, talk about your, your word and uh, your love and your grace in our lives. Father, just speak through me today. Father, I am not perfect, but I'm very willing. And uh, I just thank you for the opportunity to, to just uh, to spread your good news. In Jesus' name, amen. First uh, Peter 4.8 says, above all, love each other deeply. And I'm in NIV. Love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. So we're stewards of God's grace by using our gifts to serve others. That's an important point. Verse 11 says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. Now this is interesting because that, this falls right on the tail end of what we talked about last week. That when you speak to people, you are speaking as though it's the very words of God. It's the Holy Spirit speaking through you. It says, if anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides. This is another thing we talk about a lot as far as grace taking all the excuses away. This is not by our own power. We do this through the Holy Spirit and His power. So that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Um, First Peter 5, uh, I kind of went into, but we're not going to get into. I, I kind of leapfrogged over to 2 Corinthians 8. Um, and this is kind of the main thing that I felt like uh, the Holy Spirit was talking to me about this morning. And uh, 2 Corinthians 8 says, And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. So Paul's telling the Corinthians the grace that God has given the Macedonian church. In the midst of a very severe trial, I had no idea what was going on with you guys when, when I read this, but in the midst of a very severe trial, their overwhelming joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. That seems a little opposite, doesn't it? Their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first 
of all to the Lord. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. That goes back to loving God and loving people. So we urge Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part. But since you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge and complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Now what's happened, I think, um, really verse 2, um, in the midst of a very severe trial, they were overflowing joy. This, to me, speaks volumes of what the Holy Spirit was speaking to me this morning. In the midst of very bad times, we have overwhelming joy, and it, it doesn't make sense. How can we have joy in the midst of tragedy? Many of you guys have, have heard me talk about my friend Jarrett walking through after he lost a loving member. as the, the guy that, that witnessed to me when I got saved. As he was walking through and talking about how good God was, and it blew my mind. It literally shifted things in me. Like, I wasn't saved yet, but something was different happening in him. And what, what I believe it was, was that Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ piercing, the kingdom piercing into humanity. I think it was, he was beaming through him, if that makes sense. It was so, such a basic, simple statement, but it was so radical to me um, that it that really changed me. Verse 2 says, they had overflowing joy in the midst of a severe trial. Now, there's a, a, a trend that I've seen, especially on social media and different things, and, and in, in the wake of the election and everything that's going on, there's this, this kind of um, anger and, and frustration. Um, and I'm, I'm, a little, I'm not afraid of it, but I want to encourage you guys to make sure you tell your kids and grandkids that they're not victims. There's this victim mentality that I see is kind of a trend that says, don't offend me, don't hurt me, and it's demonic. Because what it's saying is, I want everybody else to change and not me. I want everybody else to change to fit what I think. And the reason why I think this is very serious and this is demonic is because that's what the enemy wants you to believe, is that your circumstances control you. Now this is very serious, especially in young people. I love our church that when we do any kind of outreach, we're always giving. We're not. A lot of people mistake it for fundraisers. Even when we do the dollar car wash, they try to force money on us. They're not very good at receiving because all they know from the church has been give me money, give me money, give me money. But that's not who we are. I love that, that our kids don't grow up in an, in an entitled environment. They know that we can love people just to love people, that it's not a conditional thing. You do for me, I do for you. And this is so crucial, I think, for young people coming up that they don't get distracted and think that because someone hurts their feelings that they have to change. Or because someone says something that they disagree with, they have to hate them. That's not true. They're not victims. We're victors in Christ, right? If we don't tell our kids now that, somebody else is going to tell them something different, and they can be tricked and lied to, right? And this idea parades itself as peace and tolerance, but seeks to control and destroy you by forcing you to identify yourself according to your outward circumstances. You are not a victim. And the church, which is you, <laughs> need to tell your kids and grandkids that, that, who they are in Christ. They need to know it. And even not your kids, kids that gravitate to you, that talk to you, that listen to you. Be mindful of that. And this is why we, at our church, we're not going to beat you up to serve. <laughs> 
We're not going to tell you you have to serve somewhere. And we're not going to try to twist your arm and convince you to give. And we're not going to try and convince you that you need to love people more. The reason why we don't do that is because that builds a lot of frustrated people playing in positions that they don't need to be in. We did this little survey thing, and I want to encourage you to do it. If you haven't done it yet, you can do it online. It's on the Facebook page, but it's back there too. And we shortened it pretty short, but the, the reason we're doing it is to create opportunities. We're not going <laughs> to, and I think people were fearful because we didn't get a lot of feedback on it. We got a few. We're not going to make you do something you don't want to do. This is just to help create more opportunities that you can. The reason is, I know <laughs> that you will be happier and you will be so much more blessed if you find a place that you can serve and love people and live outside of your own circumstances, live outside of your own, even your own abilities, when you can let the Holy Spirit come in and help you with that stuff. So that's all that is. So when we do this, that's what it's for, so that we can try to create more opportunities for that as leadership, because that's what the church does. That's what we're supposed to do. We want to equip you guys. So the reason we do that is because the greatest, the greatest servant is in you. The greatest giver is in you. The greatest, love, the greatest lover is in you. If, if we just attack the things on the surface, whether they're sicknesses or um, even giving and serving, if we just attack those things as surface issues, um, you're, you're going to be frustrated eventually. You may feel somewhat justified for a little while because you're helping out. Um, and there are places that would play out of order for a little bit to help out. But ultimately, if it's, if it's just to fulfill some little need, it's, it's not going to be good for you in the long run. But, but if we get to the core of what's going on and we find out where you truly are gifted and you begin to operate out of that, trust me, it is awesome. It is a lot of fun. And church is more fun. And the things we do are more fun. And we're more successful in the things that we do because people are playing in place. Listen, we went to Light of the Village, and we had a blast, man. We, we served a bunch of people. Um, <laughs> Chris Wyatt was closing. ABC always cl- He said, everybody gets a role. He convinced like three people that didn't want a role to get a role. That dude's a salesman right there. But we had fun loving people and serving people. It was not strenuous. When I got up this morning, I didn't, Tracy didn't have to wake me up and go, oh, you need to get up and, and go, you know, Go pray and get ready for church. I like doing this. This is fun. This is good. I want you guys to experience the same thing. So if all I do is do this up here and hope the best for you guys, I don't feel like I'm doing my job. I think our job is to create those opportunities for you, and we've got plenty of them. We've got plenty of opportunities within the church. We've got plenty of opportunities outside the church, and so that's what those surveys are for. I didn't mean to plug that so much, but anyway, it just goes along with this. The reason it's so important to lean on the Holy Spirit for this kind of stuff is because He's in you. The greatest giver's in you, the greatest lover's in you, the greatest servant's in you, and we're married to Christ. So this relationship we have that we talked about earlier is a marriage. Think about this. How well would a marriage work if you only did things to get something back? Like, and I, I hate to, to diss some TV evangelist stuff, but you hear people say, sow $100 into this and you'll reap 1000 And I always think to myself, well, you need to send me 100 because you're the one that needs money, <laughs> right? You should, right? If, you, if, you th- if you truly believe, well, you send me 100 then you'll get 1000 This is backwards. But, <laughs> but the thing is, and, and you'll see this too, you'll see not just Christians, but other people will put sad dogs or sad kids because they want to toy with your emotions and try to pull you into that, right? 
we're not going to do that here. We're, we're, that's, that's not good. That's not healthy. How, in this marriage with Christ, how would it be if we only got blessings and we paid God for those blessings? Would that be a healthy relationship? What if I told Tracy, <laughs> I told Tracy, I'm not going to take the trash out unless you pay me like 10 bucks. And then, and then I think I'll bless you with the trash being taken out so it doesn't stink. I don't take the trash out enough, by the way. I don't know why I go to that. It's probably my own convictions. Anyway, but how, how healthy would that relationship be? Same way, and this may hurt a little bit because <laughs> it stings me a little bit. What about even affection? I'll show you affection when you show me affection, right? That doesn't work for very long in a relationship. This, this love that we should give, this covenant that we have, um, in the same way that Christ shows us love without us ever showing that we loved him, should be the same way that we do that with everyone else. We should be extending this love that he's given us, not at our own, by our own ability, but by supernatural ability that he gives us. It would not be a healthy relationship for him to be like we owe him money all the time. That doesn't make sense. But the giver is in you. So we should give because of that reason in many different ways, not just in money, but in, in a, a couple minutes that, that this person needs to talk to you or needs to, um, for you to even listen, which is very difficult for me. Tracy's an incredible listener. I'm not the best listener in the world. But this, this manifests itself in many ways that naturally we, we kind of falter sometimes, but through the Holy Spirit, he can show us supernaturally how to do it. Does that make sense? So this marriage that we're in with Christ is an unconditional marriage. It's not based on what I can do or what he can do. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7, this is in the message. I just like this version better. It says, remember, a stingy planter gets a stingy crop. A lavish planter gets a lavish crop. I want each of you to... Now, immediately we think, okay, well, that's sowing and reaping. We need to give a lot so we can receive a lot. But that's not what he's talking about. Listen, I want each of you to take plenty of time to think it, think it over and make up your own mind of what you give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. <laughs> God loves it when the giver delights in the giving. Do you see what he's, the point that he's getting to? He's not talking about sow this much so you can get back this much. He's saying, think about what you give because you need to be delighted in giving it. It's like I said earlier, if you really think that you, only, you owe him 10% and you keep 90, you're in the wrong covenant. Now, having said that, there's nothing wrong with giving 10%. We're free to do that. It's a good practice to do. But you're not under a law to do it. Does that make you see the difference there? There's nothing wrong with giving 10%. But here, listen to this. If it's a law and you give your 10% and then 10 minutes later, this Holy Spirit that we've been talking about says, hey, give, give Chris $20. And you go, no, I gave my 10%. I, I fulfilled what I was supposed to do. I'm not giving him $20. Do you see the difference? Are we listening to the Holy Spirit? Are we communicating here? Is this a relationship or is this things that we have to do to get through the day? That's the difference. Are we, are we speaking and listening to the Holy Spirit? Are we, are we really speaking and listening to the Holy Spirit? Now, if you want to give 10%, that's fine. And here's the thing. There's, there's been an attack on some churches talking about taking away the, the whatever, 10, what is it called? 1011C, 50, whatever. Probably knows. Whatever the, what is it? 501C or whatever. Anyway, C3PO. <laughs> They're going to take away all the churches C3PO. You know what? I don't care. I mean, I hope that he doesn't. We'll, we'll claim it as long as we can. But we're not going to stop as a church if they do that. 
That doesn't, see, do you see that? That doesn't change anything because this is a heart issue. This is a Holy Spirit issue. Should I, you know, should I tithe this much or gross or, come on. Are we, why are you asking that question would be the first thing. The second thing is, who are you asking that question to? Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask him. Should I tie this much? Should I tie that much? Should I do this? Ask him. Ask him. I'm serious. This is, this is not easy for me to talk about. I don't like talking about money, and I, I, I hope that I don't for very long. But what I, do like, what I do like talking about is the Holy Spirit, and that's part of it. And I don't think we should negate that, and apparently so much so that he had to change my whole sermon this morning to tell you. Tell them they need to hear the Holy Spirit too. Here's why. God wants to move you away from transactional Christianity. He wants to move you away from a boss employee, conditional, limited love, to an unconditional love, a limitless love, a father-son relationship. Do you see the difference? He wants to move us out of transactional relationship with the Holy Spirit, with people. He wants to move us out of you do for me, I do for you. Because you're not under the law anymore. You're under the law of the Spirit. You're under the law of love. If, if we get this, if we really get this, I really do believe that things will begin to shift, not just in our church, but in your heart. The renewing of your mind that we've been talking about, I believe that as you go through, and this is, this is really... Uh, This is really what, what, I, what I heard this morning was that he's not, he's, he's not as interested in your, your money, your tithe, and that kind of things as he is in the relationship. And I know that sounds simple, <laughs> and we talk about it a lot, but it's very serious because in the same way, I always go back to marriage because I'm somewhat experienced in it. It will be 16 years next year, Trace and I have been married. And so I always go back to, well, how would this work in a marriage situation? And trust me, I've probably tried several of the wrong ways through the years. Probably the first six or seven years, we were horrible spouses. We, we tried to de- depend too heavily on each other and, and messed up a lot. I'm just being honest with that. But over the years, I began to see, thankfully, the Holy Spirit showed me a lot because I didn't have a dad to show me. He wasn't around. I didn't have a good household to see. I had a lot of bad things to see. And so there were a lot of insecurities in me because I, that's what I thought normal life was back then. And so I don't want to give you my whole sad story, but basically all those things slowly but surely through relationship with the Holy Spirit and getting to know Tracy, those, those voids and those insecurities in me were filled up with, with the Holy Spirit and with his fullness and with his limitless love. And so then I could love like he loved. And I could do things like he showed me how to do things and not in my own power because in my own power I'm pretty screwed up, <laughs> to be honest. And so uh, I had a funny video even that I got last minute. I was going to play at the beginning, but things had just kind of shifted. Um, so we'll play that another time. It doesn't seem appropriate now. But uh, I just thought of it on a whim, sorry. But in essence, I, I, I do apologize for this kind of being thrown together, but I really do feel like this is what the Holy Spirit is telling us. We, we have needs in this church for people to serve. We have needs outside the church where people can serve. We've got several ministries back there, a lot of the announcements that I didn't announce. Um, 
that I'll announce at the end of this um, or opportunities for you to serve. But here's what I don't want. I don't want you grudgingly serving in places. I think it would be bad for everybody involved. But what I do want is for you, if there is an opportunity and you feel led and, and your gifting fits that, for you to get with the people that lead those ministries. We've got several, I'm looking at many of them now, that lead these ministries and that can help in these areas. And if you're not sure, you can get with me and we can find a place for you to, to serve. And the cool thing is, it's not seven days a week. It's not even, you know, it could be once a month sometimes. Um, and I'll actually do it now since, since we have a little bit of time. I'll, I'll give the announcements on the tail end that AJ was going to give on the, on the beginning. Um, one of them is, is Katie's been working, and many of you know it, with the Alabama Baptist Children's Home on Greelot. So our friend Dana Watson is over there, and she's been working with them. And our church has actually donated um, some school supplies and things to them. And so they're having an open house uh, next Sunday, from f- next Sunday, December 4th, from 2 to 5. And it's come and go. The children give the visitors tours of one, of one or both homes, check-ins. Uh, check-in is at the administration building, which is the first house in the three of the three in the campus. And what you can do, there's a lot more details here, and I'm going to go through all of them, but what you can do is if you're interested in that, just get with Katie. Is that okay? Just get with Katie on it. She can tell you kind of where it is and what to do. And some of you guys have a heart for that, and not all of you do have a heart for that specific mission, but these are orphans in our city that we can help. These are people that have been taken out of the home for different reasons that we can go and we can minister to them. And these are people that have dedicated their lives to ministering to these orphans that we can bless them as well. So we're already doing it as a church. We already donate um, as a church, but also you get you could, this is an opportunity for you to meet some of the house parents and meet some of the kids, so it's pretty cool. Um, so that's one of them. Um, these are just basic things. Ladies, Bible studies canceled for December 1st. It will resume on December 15th. Uh, Pure Grace Christmas tree will be up next week. If you want to um, bring an ornament or decorate an ornament with your family, you can put it on it during worship next week. Um, there will be a baby shower for Michelle and Robert. She's going to have a little baby Perez <laughs> after service next week, so please plan to stay, eat, and fellowship with the Perezes. We've got a lot going on. Christmas party date will be December 18th at 5 p.m., and the theme is Pure Grace Greatest Hits. And I've had some questions about this. Um, it's a party, <laughs> and we want to encourage you to dress up. You don't have to if you don't want to. If you want to dress up, it's a Greatest Hits theme. So what we did is we didn't create a specific genre or time period as far as decade goes, like 70s, 80s, 90s, because none of us could agree on which one we should go with. I want to do the 80s because that's my time. But so you can dress any genre, any, anything we want. We've got some little skits lined up and some funny surprises for you. Um, so that's coming up. It's going to be fun. Christmas Eve outreach. Um, we're going to meet the church at 8 p.m. and go to the Waffle House and Providence Hospital. Um, we've purchased blankets already to give at the hospitals, but we're asking for $10 to $20 Walmart or Target gift cards uh, for the Waffle House employees, and we'll have um, we'll have a box next week, or you can put it in that. We'll just use that same box for that. So if you have a gift card, just put the amount and just drop it in that box next week or when you can, and we're just going to give gift cards to the Waffle House employees. Um, we're trying to think of something cool that they could have that they would like for Christmas, and I think that'd be a good idea. Um, and the Pure Grace Gifts and Talent Survey is at the missions table, so fill one out for that. So, I know that was a lot to take in. Uh, you can look at the website on the calendar. It has all the events, too, and we'll play them eventually. So, all that uh, to say there's plenty of opportunities to serve and give, and I want to encourage you to not just do that, 
on your own, but pray about it and see where you feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you to do. And I know I've said this a lot, but talk to Holy Spirit. <laughs> Listen to the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's it. That's all I got. So if you guys will stand up with me, I'll, I'll pray for you. Uh, I had lots more more jokes and better better planned out sermon for my other sermon, but here we are. Um, so, Father, I just thank you for this time that we had here this morning. Father, I, I, I know things kind of shifted, <laughs> uh, but I thank you for your Holy Spirit leading us today. I thank you for just a great time of worship. I uh, thank you for your word. I thank you for uh, your Holy Spirit that's a comforter. I thank you that, that you've already defeated the enemy. We just have to understand that as we walk this out. Father, I thank you specifically. Uh, I just, uh, this is kind of weird, but I thank you for, for the kids and for Children's Church, Father, that you're teaching them about how good you are and, and how your armor protects them. And, and uh, I just thank you for, for giving us this awesome church to raise them in, that they can see that and live that out and walk that out. Father, I thank you for all the ministries from the youth ministry and Chris and, and uh, Children's Church and nursery workers. Tracy's back there now. Father, I just thank you for all the, the people that volunteer in here, from people that clean to the people that fix the leaky toilets to, to everyone that, that, that is, that's even helping with the renovations, to the ones that are intercessory prayer warriors that, that continue to pray for me and, and us as a church, Father. We thank you that this is a family of believers and we're not heaping... Uh, manipulation or condemnation on people, but Father, we freely receive your gifts, but we freely give those out. So as we go into this Christmas season, as we go into December, Father, I just pray uh, for your supernatural uh, power of, of healing and anointing in this place. Father, we don't, uh, we don't shy away from it. Father, we, we aren't afraid and we don't have any anxiety, but we push through and we, we, we live out this thing called grace in you. In Jesus' name, amen.